Welcome back to another episode of the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast. This is your host, Brian Clinton. I'm here today with Joey Helmer and Colton Rector, and we are talking week four of college football. We have a lot of games to get to, but first, let's talk about the Bedlam series. It's officially dead. Oklahoma leaves for the SEC no later than 2025, and there will be no more Bedlam. There will be no more Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Are you sad? Are you happy? You know, is this good for Oklahoma? Is this good for Oklahoma State? Joey, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It's obviously a lot to unpack here, but um, I think the thing that stands out the most to me, and I'll try and say this in as short order as possible, but uh, Oklahoma State clearly is chapped about this whole situation still. And I can understand uh, from that side of things, you know, Oklahoma had to be quiet about this, but uh, State feels like they were left in the dark. And so I I get that. On the flip side, though, Oklahoma has made it very apparent that they want to play this rivalry moving forward. So uh, hearing Mike Gundy's comments the other day, to me, they didn't – I just didn't really agree with them. I I think that Joe C. has – a number of times been public about wanting to keep this rivalry going. So they could play this. Uh, Oklahoma could go to the SEC and and still play Oklahoma State. So I I still feel like the ball is in the Cowboys' court, and um, I think there's a little bit of undue uh, blame going on towards Oklahoma right now. Colton? Yeah, for me, um, I personally – I, I realize college football is not NFL, but this to me is 100% a business decision um, by the Sooners and by the Longhorns for that matter. Um, I, I don't think there was any, I don't think Joe Castiglione, I, I just don't think either team was sitting there like, yeah, we're going to leave so we can screw the rest of the Big 12. Ha ha, that'll be really funny. I mean, this is this is just a simple business decision. It's, it's they're clearly the best conference in college football, and OU and Texas think that they are, you know, two of the most storied teams in college football and belong in that kind of conference. I think there's a bunch of undue drama being made up about this for no reason um, by both sides, really. I mean, just because OU fans are stirring the pot just as much. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it just needs to be left alone. It is what it is. What's done is done. And everyone needs to be adults and just move on about it. I agree with what Joey said. I think Oklahoma definitely still wants this to be a game. But right now, Oklahoma State is, the again, the little brother that has their feelings hurt. And until they realize what truly they're losing, you know, they're, it's going to be too late by that point. And I just, I don't know. I, I'm indifferent about it, but um, I, I think that it's, I think it's a bunch of crap, honestly. From the Oklahoma State perspective, I can kind of see where, you know, the Sooners are leaving the Big 12, and that ultimately is the reason why the, the rivalry is ending. But there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, work from the Oklahoma State side to make this happen. And so to call it the, you know, the history being taken away and all of these negative things, there's two parts to this. And I think that the pettiness has reached an all-time high between these two. And I think it's just time for the two of them to get on the field and and enjoy these last few matchups before it goes away. So uh, jumping in here, we've got a game tonight, Thursday night. West Virginia is set to take on Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. That game kicks off at 6.30 on ESPN. West Virginia currently a a one-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. 
the one thing that I will say about this game from the get-go, enter Sandman. This, if you do, if you have no other care in this game, at least, at least, be there right before kickoff. Tune in and just watch the the entrance. It's one of the best in college football. As far as the game goes, the West Virginia offense against the Virginia Tech defense. Joey, who has the edge in this one? Guys, this is the ultimate field game for me. It's like I look at and match up, and um, we saw that West Virginia pit game. Obviously, was another huge rivalry game, and so I, I'm taking the home team in this game. I just, like I said, it's not a total um, X's and O's pick here. It's a fill. Virginia Tech's playing this rivalry game at home, and so um, I like them in this one, and. We'll see. It's it's a coin flipper, though. I think it's like a two-and-a-half-point spread. So take your side, and I'm taking the Hokies side here. Colton? Yeah, I, I feel where you're coming from. I, it's hard to it's hard to play in Blacksburg, especially when you've got Inter Sandman playing. I mean, it's going to get anybody jazzed up. But both teams have struggled this year. You know, West Virginia lost to Kansas, albeit so far a very good Kansas team, but Kansas nonetheless. Uh, and Virginia Tech has lost to Old Dominion. So – I mean, both teams have kind of, you know, a, a historical embarrassing loss on the record. Um, I think the Towson game, albeit, you know, an easy game for West Virginia, was a good kind of bounce back game for them. Uh, kind of let Stetson Bennett um, get everything back under his his, uh, his control again, kind of th- get things under control. And, and I think that that's going to be a good bounce back game for them coming into this game, giving a little bit of confidence. Uh, that's why I've got West Virginia to take this one. I think the main concern for me in this game is can can JT Daniels avoid the costly turnover? He has he has to avoid the costly turnover. In both losses this year, we have seen him throw a pick six that essentially ended the game. Um, one against Pitt, obviously, with some time left on the clock, and then the other against Kansas in overtime. So needs to take care of the football on this one. Virginia Tech's probably the best defense he's taken on to this point, and uh, should be a fun one there in Blacksburg. Thanks Number for seven. not correcting me and making me let me say Stetson Bennett. Thanks, guys. Oh, I didn't even catch it. I, I, said, the Georgia, I said Stetson the Georgia Bennett, not, not Daniels. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, big, big, big one there. On my part <laughs> Number 17, Baylor takes on Iowa State in Ames. That's an 11 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. ESPN 2 is where you'll find that game. Iowa State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um what do we think about what do we think about that line? That's a little bit odd. Let's go uh, Colton first on this one. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's due to the Baylor loss for BYU, and then just seeing their offense struggle so much. I think it's unnerving for some people. Um, I think that's probably the biggest the biggest reason that Iowa State is favored here. But I think Baylor's defense realistically is what's keeping that close. I think people have a lot of confidence, or not so much confidence in Iowa State's offense and a lot of confidence in Baylor's defense, but Baylor's deep, or offense struggling is what's going to keep that spread close as well. Um, I don't know. I, I personally like Baylor in this game. Uh, I think Dave Aranda is a defensive mastermind, and you know, obviously Iowa has a good defense as well, but seeing Iowa State's offense struggle that much against a bad Iowa team, in my opinion, a bad Iowa team, um, I think Dave Aranda is going to have a field day with that personally. It's just going to be a matter of letting, you know, giving Blake Shapen a little bit of trust, a little bit of a little bit of free reign, and letting him rip the ball downfield. I think um, 
and go from there. So, yeah, I, I like the Bears in this one. Yeah, so when I look at this matchup, I, I by the way, am also going with Baylor. I, I was a little bit surprised seeing that line, but uh, then you kind of unpack what, what's happened with their season so far, and uh, in many ways, it, it's kind of similar to Kansas State. They have not been able to get the throw game going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baylor has not, and so um, that's an issue. And then I look, this is kind of your prototypical early season game. We, we talk about games that swing a team season. Uh, there were a number of people, obviously, uh, Baylor was the preseason favorite to win the Big 12, right? So right. there were a number of people that were picking this team uh, to be that Big 12 champion. And now I worry for the Bears if they go up to Ames and lose this weekend, it could really kind of spiral their season the wrong direction. They already have a loss, in a blowout loss, like you guys said. So uh, th- this is a really interesting matchup when you just kind of look at it from a more of a macro view and what this does to their season. But uh, in, in saying all that, I, I lean the Bears uh, this weekend. I, I think this is an opportunity for them to get right, but they need to get that throw game going. Yeah, I, I think for me, this is a classic Vegas trap game, in my opinion. Um, they want you to see that two and a half on Iowa State and go throw money at Baylor. I think there's a little more going on that meets the eye there. I like Hunter Deckers to this point in the season. He's been impressed for Iowa State. You know, you kind of heard the the buzz out of um, out of fall camp that that he was doing things that Brock Purdy just simply couldn't do uh, with the football. So I think that you've got to take into account the the quarterback matchup and 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 Eileen Hunter Deckers at this point over Blake Shapin. Uh, Looking at the next game, we have TCU versus SMU. I'm going to test your, I'm going to test you guys' uh, rivalry knowledge here. Can anybody tell me what these two teams play for? What is this? What is the trophy that these two teams play for? Isn't it a horseshoe or something like that? It is not. It is not. It's made of metal. You're going to have to enlighten me. This is the battle for the iron skillet. There it is, the Iron Skillet battle. <laughs> Sonny Dykes faces his former team in SMU. This game is in Dallas. Uh, that game is at 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Tanner Mordecai versus Max Duggan. Which way do you lean on this one? Uh, let's go Joey first. Gosh, this is another – we talked about the, uh, the games that just kind of go back and forth and, and like that West Virginia, Virginia Tech game. I think this is – this is kind of a coin flipper game for me. I, I'm going with SMU. You know, the way I like to make my picks, I I get to overthinking these at times, and um, that only does me bad things. So we're locked in. We locked in early on SMU early in the week, and that's what we're sticking with. So um, I, I feel like the Big 12 is going to be on the wrong end of this one, and uh, we'll, we'll go with the Stangs, guys. I do, Joey. I don't. I don't disagree with what you're saying there. However, um, you've got a TCU team that you know, albeit hasn't really played anybody, but is two and zero currently. They they they're fortunate, man. They got a bye week in week three. How, <laughs> how I mean, how much great? How much better could it get? I don't know. Anyway, you get a you get a week three bye to to play your in state rival SMU, and you've got. Uh, it's a, I think it's going to be a close game, but I think I think it's going to go TCU's way. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, again, I, I 
I think SMU could very easily win this game. But right now, I'm going to give TCU the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think they're going to out-athlete SMU, and I think that they're going to take their bye week in preparation and be able to take that to the bank. And I think it's going to be close, but I think TCU is going to maybe pull it out. We'll see. <clears throat> this one is one that I'm looking forward to. I'm not necessarily a huge college basketball guy, but Duke takes on Kansas in front of a packed house, not in Fog Allen, in David Booth Memorial Stadium. They have sold it out. Kansas is a seven-point favorite in that 11 a.m. kickoff. My opening thoughts on this game, and I say this with all sincerity, if the Heisman was awarded through the first quarter of the season, I think it goes to Jalen Daniels. The guy leads the country in QBR. He's been fantastic. He's responsible for 10 scores. He leads uh, one of the most prolific offenses in, in the country to this point. Kansas to Duke. What do you guys think? Is this going to be a basketball score? <laughs> I, I, that Kansas offense is legit, guys. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and I, if you guys don't remember last week, we kind of had a chuckle about it, and we looked at Kansas' schedule, and I said, "I, Brian, I got to give you credit because you picked Kansas straight up last week. That was impressive. I, I picked them to cover." <laughs> But then we kind of got to looking at it, and I said, guys, it's not the craziest thing in the world that if they win this weekend, they might be undefeated coming to Norman. And now they're <laughs> a, what a touchdown favorite this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so they're expected to win, and then you project down the schedule. This could get really interesting in terms of that matchup uh, in October when the Jayhawks come to Norman. So um, I, I like Kansas in this game. I think that offense, like you said, uh, Jalen Daniels in company have just been prolific so far, the highest scoring offense in the country. So uh, I like them to win, and I'm actually going to go with them to cover in this game as well. I agree with Joey. Um, I like Kansas covering this, but, yeah, you you don't have arguably one of the best quarterbacks, at least, you know, from the way his play is going right now in college football, and Jalen Daniels, 566 yards, seven touchdowns, only one interception. He's completing – over 50% of his passes right now. I mean, like, like Joey said, their offense is balling out right now. And it's, it's, it's getting scary because they're, they're only getting better. Right. Um, naturally, just like every other team, they're only getting better. Um, I, I do think Brian, I do think this will be a basketball score because Kansas defense has struggled. Um, I believe every game so far, they've, they've started 14 and 0 or 14 to nothing. I guess I should say it that way. Um, and, and not that Duke is the team that Kansas can't come back against by any means, but um, I think they're gonna their defense is what's going to be holding them back this season. Kansas is looking for their first 4-0 start since 2009. Four wins would top any season total that they've had since that point. So big game for Kansas here. Uh, should be a fun one to tune in for. After that, at 2.30 p.m., we have Texas at Texas Tech. Texas is currently a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who starts at quarterback there? That's the biggest question. You know, we, we learned today that Quinn Ewers is going to make the trip. Uh, he's going to suit up for the Longhorns there. Not so sure that he's going to get the start over card. I think he probably has another week of rest underneath him, but we'll have to see. Another question here. Does anybody know what this rivalry's uh, trophy is? There is a rivalry in, in this in this game. Is it a screw? It is not. <laughs> Hangs from two sides of the trophy. 
Joe, any any uh, there's any some idea? history uh, here between these two teams. These the I don't know if it, it it might be fair to say this this rivalry isn't maybe talked about enough. Texas Tech absolutely despises Texas. I mean they these teams do not like each other. Let's put it yep. that way. This is called the battle for the Chancellor Spurs. Texas <laughs> Texas. Spurs and a okay. That is close, actually. <laughs> Texas leads the series fifty-four to seventeen. Uh, this could be a tough stretch, in my opinion, for for Texas Tech. They have obviously the Longhorns this week. Then they have Kansas State and Oklahoma State on the schedule right after that. Uh, they need to pick up a win or two in this stretch if if they're going to hope to get to bowl season in Joey McGuire's first year. Do you think they get it done? Is it, do they do they do they win this week in Lubbock behind a home crowd? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Texas. It's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that quarterback situation. Uh, when you look at, I, I I think it's fair to say that they might have beaten Alabama had Quinn Ewers not got hurt. Uh, I agree. From what I saw early on from them offensively, um, they are just different when he's when he's back there at the signal caller position. So uh, we'll see what they do if. Uh, he just goes in suits this week or, or what they do. But um, Texas is a very dangerous team when he's in that, when when he's healthy and uh, commanding things for them offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think when yours will be a game-time decision, honestly. Um, and even if they don't start him, I think if the game starts getting ugly, um, I think he could potentially come in you know, give him a give him a beaver tranquilizer shot or something on the sideline, put him in the game and say, hey, just just don't lose it. Just don't hurt yourself. Don't do too much, but just go out there and win the game real quick. And I, I think that's a very real possibility um, for Texas, all joking aside. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that the loss to NC State or, you know, showing that NC State loss against for Texas Tech, I think that that showed a lot about that team. Um, you know, it's two touchdown two touchdown deficit there for them. And I think, I think Texas and, and trans transitive transiently, I don't know how you say that, but Alabama obviously I think is better than uh, NC state. So yeah, there's a lot of different variables and, you know, you can't really give a lot of transitive wins out in college football. It doesn't always work that way, but um, I'm going to, and I think that, I think that Texas is a better team by far. Yeah, I, I think I like the Longhorns there, and, and this sounds weird whenever it rolls off the tongue, but I'm going to say because of their defense. Yeah. I really, really was impressed what I saw with with uh, Texas against Alabama. Not only them, but their ability to come out and dominate in the second half against UTSA last week after being down 17-7 to in the first half. So should be a fun one there. Um, something to definitely tune in for. Texas is a six-and-a-half-point favorite in that. I think they cover. Kansas State, what a game this could have been. Could have been a, t- a ranked matchup here. Tulane knocks them off last week, 17-10. to 10. They head to Norman to take on the six-ranked Sooners. Oklahoma is currently favored by 13 in that game. It's in the 7 o'clock window, so should be a raucous crowd there in Norman. Wildcats have won two of the last three against Oklahoma. What do we think about this one, guys? We can jump into this one a little more in depth. Let's go Colton first. Uh, first of all, do you know what the rivalry is in this game? Do you know what Kansas State and Oklahoma play for here? A win. 
Exactly. Just a win. There's there's nothing on the line in this one. Whichever blows the other state away, right? Bragging What's rights. <laughs> Bragging rights. Bragging rights at the lake. That's about it. Um, I think I think this game is going to come down to um, the defenses, honestly, and and by defenses I mean is Oklahoma going to be able to stop Deuce Vaughn, and um, is is Kansas State's defense going to be able to stop Marvin Mims? Dylan Gabriel and the rest of that attack coming from Jeff Levy um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think speaking on that, I think defensively for Oklahoma, if they can, if they can keep Adrian Martinez's confidence in the toilet where it currently is when it comes to throwing the ball and they force Kansas state to be one dimensional with Deuce Vaughn on the ground, I think can't, or I, excuse me, I think Oklahoma wins by three touchdowns, but if they if they give him that confidence early, they let him have you know a couple short balls and then a couple medium balls, and then they give him one long ball and they get that confidence in him. You know, you may see an Adrian Martinez that was throwing the ball around the yard like he did with Nebraska last year, um, and that could be dangerous for OU. But outside of that, yeah, I think it's going to come down to to which defense can step up and stop the other's offense. Which that's a John Madden quote, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But uh, I, it's going to be whose defense steps up the most. This is a, always a fascinating matchup, and I'll say something that I don't know. It's been talked about to some degree, but I don't know if it's maybe been talked about as much as it should have. Over this first three games, Oklahoma's ones offensively have not turned the ball over. Not one time. Knock on some wood, right? But that that's a huge, huge thing, is taking care of the football and – there's no team that is better at capitalizing on your mistakes historically than is Kansas State. This matchup, when you go back and look at uh, the 19 game or the 20 game, um, Oklahoma won the, the last meeting, but two of those three, then you go back uh, kind of through some of the other games, the 12 game they lost, the mistakes that Oklahoma had in those games cost them. This, there's a talent gap in, in this matchup. There, there's no question about it. Oklahoma is far superior to uh, Kansas State uh, talent-wise. Deuce Vaughn, I, I mean, any team in the country would, would love to have him. But uh, overall, looking at the roster, it, it, there's a, there's a no, noticeable uh, talent gap, guys. I think that's very fair to say. And so the great equalizer in that regard is the turnover department, uh, the special teams department, giving up big returns. That's where this game will be won or lost. And so if Oklahoma doesn't make mistakes, I just see the winning formula being too too much there for them. I think they could win this game going away if they execute and are efficient offensively and just simply don't give the ball to Kansas State in compromising situations. Yeah, I think the stat for this game that stuck out for me was Adrian Martinez is dead last in yards per completion. He's only averaging 7.41 yards per completion this this season. That's 120 out of 120 quarterbacks that were taken in the poll there. So um, big plays has been with hurt Oklahoma in the past against Kansas State, like you said. And I think that to this point, again, knock on wood, Oklahoma hasn't given up a whole lot of big plays, and we haven't seen a whole lot of big plays from Kansas State to this point. So if you can keep Deuce Vaughn in front of you, I think the Sooners have a good shot in that game uh, to to run away with it. Switching gears, let's go games around the country. 
We've got five to talk about here. We'll keep this kind of short, but uh, we've got number five, Clemson, taking on number 21, Wake Forest. Clemson is seven-point favorite in that game. Um, I still think that the Tigers are going to be better off when Kate Klubnick's under center. That's just my opinion. Um, I, I think that they are a dangerous team if he does end up taking the reins there. And if they get down early, that may be a, a position where Dabo is forced to do that. So uh, definitely one to keep up with there. Number 20, Florida takes on number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee's a 10.5-point favorite Ooh. in this game at this point. Um, the Vols have been scoring points at will. I It doesn't surprise me. I think that you're going to have to see Florida start doing something in the passing game. I believe uh, Anthony Richardson is that that's correct, right? Anthony Richardson has yet to throw a touchdown pass this season uh, for Florida. So we really need to see something from them if they're going to keep up with the Vols. Quick, quick uh, question here: Does does Tennessee run away with that one? It kind of feels that they're way to me. Run away, like, uh, more than two touchdowns. Let, let's go eighteen to twenty-one points or more. Uh, I could say it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm getting at. I, I think I think, I think Florida yeah. plays up to the talent in this game, but I it also wouldn't surprise me if Tennessee ran away with it. I have a good feel about Tennessee so far this season. I think, like you said, that offensively they just have it going on, and uh, I don't know if they win this game by three scores, but I do like them to cover. I like them by a solid fourteen points or so. Yeah, I get, give me. Give me Tennessee in this one. That's a big rivalry, and Neyland's going to be rocking for that one. So definitely be checking your Twitter feed for some of the crowd shots there. I guess they're doing game day. Yeah, they're checkering it, too. They're checkering the stadium, so should be an awesome atmosphere. Uh, Number 10, Arkansas takes on number 23, Texas A&M. That is in Jerry's world. Texas A&M currently a two-point favorite last time I checked. Um, I like the pigs in this one. I I really think that – I think K.J. Jefferson gives them something that – that they really wish that they could have over in Aggie land. Uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of great quarterback play there this season. I think it's cost them one game. It's going to cost them another one here. What do you think, Joey? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised when I saw the line on this game. A&M has an outstanding defense. They, they have really played well on that side of the ball, but uh, then you flip to the other side and it's left a lot to be desired. So, mm-hmm. um Arkansas had to battle last week. They they were in a, <laughs> a game against old uh, Petrino's Missouri State squad, and I think they were surprised uh, that in the third and fourth quarter, they were actually tra- trailing in the fourth quarter of that game and had to come back and win. And um, that that was an interesting matchup. But uh, Arkansas is really good. Uh, that doesn't change my opinion. I, I think they're a legitimate top ten team, and I like them to set up a huge huge matchup with Alabama. Uh, next week with a win against A&M um, at Jerry World this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the the Missouri State game was close enough for them to almost for them to consider a loss in their book. Also, obviously, it wasn't, but close enough to for them to have that wake up call as a team and be like, "Hey, you know, we're not world beaters. We we do still have to go out and play. We do have to go out and and you know play Arkansas football." We're going to have to turn that damn jukebox down for a little while and focus on playing. When we win, we turn it back up. But um, I think that was going to be that wake-up call that Arkansas needed early in the year, where some teams, unfortunately, find it later on in the year. But uh, I think I think they got theirs early, and they're going to go in. And, and I, honestly, I think they're going to out-physical um, A&M personally. 
I think A&M has a lot of talent, just as Arkansas does, but I think uh, Arkansas is going to go in and, and push them around. Yeah, the, the stat for me that is just nuts. I don't, I don't know how this is possible. Arkansas is allowing the most passing yards per game of any team in college football, 131 out of 131. Unfortunately for Texas A&M, I don't think they have the quarterback that can take advantage of that. And that would be huge if they did, but I, I just don't see it at this point. Max Johnson's kind of in a rough spot there. Um, so just keep that in mind going forward. Uh, Arkansas has, a, like you said, huge matchup next week against, against Alabama. Wisconsin, whew. they take on number three, Ohio State, in the horseshoe. Ohio State, 18.5-point favorite in that game. You know, lines like that used to surprise me. They don't anymore. Ohio State can put up as many points as they you, – you name a point total and they can hit it. That, their offense is that good. And I think as the season re- progresses and goes along, they'll be more and more lethal as it goes. Um, so I, I don't really like that one a whole lot there for the Badgers. And then number seven, USC, six-and-a-half-point favorite against Oregon State. Joey, you had something to say about the money going in on Oregon State in this one. Yeah, I was looking and somehow I stumbled across it on Twitter this afternoon. And I, if someone out there has seen it and I don't say the right place, I apologize. But I believe it was Caesars took in a $110,000 bet for Oregon State plus the six and a half, Damn. which is just absolutely insane. But uh, that's a huge bet. It sounds like. <laughs> A ton of people are betting Oregon State this weekend. So this is a very intriguing matchup for uh, Mule Shoe and uh, the club who goes to goes to uh, Old Corvallis, and we'll see how they handle the road situation there up north. So um, I won't tip my pick on that just yet, but it sounds like there's a ton of people that are uh, fading the old Trojans this weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's going to be a close game for sure. I uh, I know one thing, physical teams have given Lincoln Riley some issues in the past, and if there's one thing that Oregon State's been to this point, it's been physical. So should be interesting. I uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll wait on that one here. Let's get into some games. Let's pick them. Um, we'll start off with a Thursday night game. This is set to kick off in about an hour here. West Virginia, one-and-a-half point favorite of Virginia Tech. I have the Mountaineers in this one. Let's go, Cole. Come on, my guy. Go for it. Yeah, I got the Nears as well. I'm on my own island here. I got Tech, guys. Virginia Tech. (laughs) And I don't know. Old Dominion makes me question myself, but (laughs) let's go Hokies. Hokie high. Duke at Kansas in Lawrence. We have a seven-point favorite in favor of the the Jayhawks there. I'm going to roll with the Jayhawks. I think they get it done. Joey, what do you think? Rock chalk, baby. Rock chalk all the way. Let's go. Sold out okay. stadium. It's uh, I, I almost fifty thousand Kansas fans are going to be there. Do you? I mean, how many countless pictures have we seen over the years of just you know a thousand, maybe two thousand people? Everybody talks about how you sleepwalk into that stadium because there's no atmosphere whatsoever. Nope. You can hear yourself. Think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this is big time for Kansas. I'm excited. I was I was intrigued to go to this game to be completely honest with you. And uh, fun I, fact, I, I'm pretty sure Kansas is a wet campus, so <laughs> I think people are going to be half lit up there. 
<laughs> Guys, I am very excited about this because our game is at 7 o'clock, right? And this mm-hmm. is an 11 a.m. game. So I'm going to get to see every single snap of this yep. football game. Yep. I'm stoked. Speaking of being lit, we got a game in Ames, Iowa this week. A lot of natty light going down there. It's a bad t- It's a bad time to be a beer in Iowa on Saturdays. Baylor, number 17. Baylor takes on Iowa State. Two-and-a-half-point dog in that game, the Bears are. I have a feeling I'm going to be on my own on this one, but uh, I'm going to take the Cyclones. I think the Cyclones cover. I think they win by a field goal. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going with Baylor. I'm <laughs> – I had Oklahoma and Baylor in the Big 12 championship, and it's still too early for me not to go away from my stubbornness and, mm-hmm. and stick to that pick. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go by Baylor, go Baylor on the road this weekend, guys. Yeah, Brian, we're, I think we're going to leave you on that island. Um, I think Dave Miranda is going to start giving Blake Shapen a little bit more slack, and I think Iowa State's going to need that beer whenever Baylor comes in and beats them. <clears throat> Clemson, fifth-ranked team in the country, takes on number 21, Wake Forest. Clemson is a seven-point favorite in that game. Joey, you're first. Uh, are you taking Demon Deacons, or, or are we seeing a Clemson running away with this one? I like Clemson to win close. I'm going Wake on the line. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll take Wake to cover. Colton? I like Clemson as well. Um, I don't know that it will be that close, especially if well, – who is it? Kate Klubnick, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He ends up being the one that plays. I don't think it'll be very close, but uh, if, if ukulele plays, then it may be a little closer, yeah. I am going to take Wake Forest in this one, and I think that Sam Hartman has a big role to play in this game. Um, if it's one of those situations where D- DJ Uyagale gets, you know, he struggles in the first half and, and Pittman's able to uh, build, or sorry, not, not Sam Pittman, Sam Hartman. If Hartman is able to build a big lead in that game and they're forced to make a change at quarterback, um, Wake Forest is dangerous there. I, I you know, I, I would not say outright at this point, but watch out for them for sure. Uh, battle for the Iron Skillet. <laughs> we have the TCU Horned Frogs <laughs> taking on SMU. TCU is a two-point favorite in this game. Uh, Colton, who do you got? I'm thinking TCU here, man. I think, I, again, I'm going to give – Big 12, TCU, the benefit of the doubt, and let that let that bye week preparation do him some good. Joey? Pony up, baby. Yeah, I've got uh, – Colton, I'm going to have to leave you there by yourself, unfortunately. I'm a, I'm a Big 12 guy for now, and uh, I really would like for the Horned Frogs to win, but I think SMU is going to take this one. Florida, number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee. Tennessee's 10.5-point favorite in this game. I've got the Vols. No, without really having to think about it too much, I've got the balls. It is going to be lit in Tennessee this weekend. <laughs> College game day, let's go. Uh, big rivalry game here. Tennessee's had some problems with this matchup, but they're going to like that scoreboard up, guys. And I, I like them by a couple of scores, like I said. I agree. I think the balls are going to take this one and fighting Josh Heupels or putting points on the board like it ain't nothing, so – Texas Longhorns head over to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech Red Raiders. Six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Longhorns. I've got Texas in this one, and by much more if uh, if Quinn Ewers gets the start there. Joey, what do you think? 
Texas by more than the spread. There will not be any hand gestures done right now, though. I, I will not be doing any of that. But yeah, <laughs> this is a family. This is a family safe <laughs> podcast. There will be no horns down done on this on this podcast, sir. <laughs> not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Texas, but I'm throwing the horns down all day, every day. Heat it up for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, number seven, USC. Takes on Oregon State in Corvallis. Six and a half point favor is USC. I've got Oregon State covering in this game. I don't have them winning outright, but I think this game's going to be much closer than USC would like for it to be. Colton, who do you got? I'm not going to take USC. I don't I don't think there's a lot of teams that can keep up with Lincoln Riley's offense. Um, I do agree with what you're saying, though, about the physicality and the fact that his teams do typically struggle with those physical teams. Um, so I think Oregon State keeps it close, but I think USC is going to take it. Whoa, that's the surprise of the day. I thought I was going to be on an island for this game. Nope. Uh, I also no, had USC. Um, I have been quite vocal in saying physical teams will give them a uh, problem. In due time, that'll be the case. But, yeah, I, I like USC. I, I do think it's a close game, though. I, I think that six and a half, I'll take them by seven to ten points, USC. <clears throat> Kansas State heads up to heads down to Norman, rather, to take on the Sooners. I think we all know which direction we're going with this one. Um, I've definitely got Oklahoma cover in this game. I just didn't like what I saw from Kansas State last week, and I think that they can capitalize. Uh, Oklahoma can uh, capitalize on on the issues that Kansas State's having right now offensively. Joey, you got the Sooners? Yeah, I'll say thirty-eight to seventeen. I think the game plan defensively is fairly simple. You guys have talked about it quite a bit today, and. It's it's shutting down Deuce Vaughn. If they're able to make that offense one-dimensional, then I, I just don't see Adrian Martinez being able to beat them in the, the, the pass game. So, yeah, I like Oklahoma, and I like them to cover this weekend. I agree. I'm taking the Sooners to cover. Uh, I've got 31-10 on mine. So, um, as the score prediction goes, but, yeah, give me the Sooners all the way. Last game of the week, we've got number 10, Arkansas, taking on number 23, Texas A&M. Texas A&M currently a two-point favorite in this game. It is in Jerry's world, technically a neutral site. Uh, We'll call it that. Um, I will take Sam Pittman to kick that damn jukebox on, and uh, I think that the pigs cover and win in this one. Joey, what do you got? Woo pig suey, baby. (laughs) Arkansas. Woo, Woo pig all the way. Let's go. All right, so we got chalk there. We got a few differences up towards the top. The last two, we've got chalk, and uh, we've all got Texas, Tennessee, and Kansas together. Everything else is different there. Let's go ahead and nab our lock of the week. Um, I will start this week. We went. Uh, I was actually the only one that that missed theirs last week. Somehow, Iowa found a way to score twenty four points. So. <laughs> Um, I, I missed on that one. I have a good feeling about this one, though. I'm locking Kansas minus seven this week. I think the, I, like that I think the Jayhawks put up tons of points on Duke, and they can't keep up. I will take Jalen Daniels and the Jayhawks. Colton, I'm going to take Tennessee minus ten and a half over Florida in Neyland. It's that's a hard place to play, especially when Tennessee's a good team. Uh, I remember when we went there when OU played against Tennessee in Neyland. Loudest stadium I've been in so far, over Columbus, over Nebraska, over everybody else. Loudest stadium I've been in, what is it, 105 or 110,000 strong, something like that. Some stupid amount of people. 
and hearing all of them sing Rocky Top all at the same time is awesome. The checkered stadium is awesome. It's hard to win there. I'm going to spare some of our viewers on mine. I've really, guys, I know there's some superstition out there from people, and I know if I locked Oklahoma, there'd be a decent amount of people that would not be very happy about it. So <laughs> if we're looking at a couple of them, maybe. Um, <laughs> Guys, I'm locking Arkansas. I think that line is wrong on that game. I think they're the better of those two football teams. And, uh, oh, by the way, it's a neutral site game. So it's not at Kyle Field. They don't have to go on the road in this game. And I like next week's game at home for Arkansas at Alabama to be just an absolutely huge matchup. So I'm locking the Hogs this weekend. I like it. I like it. All right, we're adding something new to the podcast here. We'll try to do this every week. We're calling it parting shot. I ask you a question. You give me one statement. No no explanation here. The question for this week is, one top 25 team goes down in an upset. Who is it? Colton. Florida. That's not an upset, but sure. Joey. Okay. All right. I see that. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Baylor. Baylor goes down. Number 17. They lose to an unranked Iowa State hey, team all What happened to no explanations? What are you doing? You're breaking your own rule. That's fair. I oh, hey, hey, this is my show. <laughs> well, that is gonna, gonna be by go the ahead, way. Go ahead. There's gonna be a ton of AM fans, and if they see this, they are not gonna like me very much. So. Oh, that's fine. I'm, that's I'm fine. Sure we a ton of AM people A&M. watching this. <laughs> I hope they don't like me. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> More for us. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening in. Uh check in with us on Sunday. We will have a recap for you. Hopefully, some good news for the centers and most of the rest of the Big 12 there. So we appreciate you listening in, and we will talk to you next time.